Welcome to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things dwarfy. Every couple weeks or so, your hosts gather to talk about our favorite game, Dwarf Fortress. So let's join your hosts, Roland. Did you honestly, you named a cat Wi-Fi? Tony. I find it a little dense sometimes, like the way that the questions are... And Jonathan. Yeah, it, we could, but it gets it gets a little bit more complicated whenever I have to... As they present insightful, irreverent, and often incorrect analysis. And always remember, losing is fun. All right. This is episode 70, guys. It's a minor mm. milestone All right. of sorts. Damn, yeah. Seven, zero. Didn't think Seven, that it would have been... zero. Nope. Go that long. A bi-weekly <laughs> podcast. No, bi-weekly, semi-weekly? What is it? Semi. Well, the good news is we've been renewed for another season. I just heard from yeah. the network. So uh, I, Yeah, I saw the I saw the letter. Really nice of them. They've extended our contract. I'm I'm humbled. What? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You guys got letters? I didn't get my oh, letter. Which one would you like? Which letter mean? would you like? There's 26 of them. Oh. Um, <laughs> unique and special in its own way. Hold on. I got to call the producer. Yeah, yeah. We, we should talk to Kevin about it, right? <laughs> Quick, call the producer. Why are you talking to yourself? Oh, oh well, yeah. Executive producer, <laughs> I, I should say. Is that one of your cats? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ginger is the executive producer. Or... Executive producer, Ginger. Muggins. Oh, uh, I, I have a great way of like going from cats to mice, you know that. Uh. There's a natural progression there. Yeah, it is. It is talking about mice. Dwarf Fortress now is a mouse only game. Yeah. So are we getting into the content here? Because <laughs> before we do, before we talk about that, I want to talk about my, my the fall of my fortress. Yes, okay. please. Let's do it. So Hatchet Romances was the name of my fortress that I had been running for the last few months, and things were going very well. Catch it. Hatchet Romances, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like like loving your axe, which is kind of a cool <laughs> dwarfy sentiment. Yeah. But in any case, so I had like 126 dwarves. Everything was running well. I had already fought off two or three decent-sized goblin attacks, and I had three squads that were all very well-trained. Things were going very well. So. As I have done before, I have left my fortress spinning and got up to do something else and to come back and check on it later. Because, you know, typically, if something goes horribly bad, you'll get a pause because the game will tell you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It turns out that if you let your dwarves run out of alcohol, oh. it does not pause the game oh. for that. Yes. And then whenever you're in a cold biome and you have an especially long winter, and you have no alcohol. Nothing happens to pause the game for that. Yep. So I get up, I go do something. I come back in a 20 or so minutes and I see that I'm being attacked by a, it, it did pause because I was being sneak attacked by elves. So I go ahead and bring up uh, one of my squads and it gives me a message like saying that uh, there's nobody in that squad. Like, oh what? no. Uh oh. And then I take a look at my population. When I left, it was 126. When I came back, it was nine. Oh. Oh, dear. My entire fortress died of dehydration. Mm. So I started looking a little closer. I have a problem with ghosts, as you can well imagine. Mm. Yep, for <laughs> because sure. Because there's nobody to bury the dead. <laughs> 
this elven attack at that point fairly well wiped out the rest of my dwarves. And I thought that I was going to see the message that says, uh, what is that? What is the, the terminology? Your fortress has fallen or succumbed to ruin or you've succumbed to the invasion or mm-hmm. yeah. resolve has been broken. Yeah. But you're, yeah, your, your fortress has been broken or something like that, but well, it didn't happen. And then the siege ended, the, the elves went away. And I'm like, well, why is the game still going on? I had no dwarves, but there was one human soldier. <laughs> there was one human left. So, uh, and I don't know if you saw in the Discord, I was kind of chatting back and forth with Eurodev uh, oh, yeah. during this. Mm-hmm. So there was one human left. I was like, hey, my fortress is still alive with no dwarves. Maybe I can hold out until I start getting a couple waves of migrations if this human doesn't leave. Because this human was a citizen of my fortress. He had come in to do soldiering, and he had petitioned to become a citizen (laughs) or a resident. And so he was there. But you can't give them any orders. Oh. So he is going to the caverns to drink, because there's no alcohol. He's going to the caverns to drink, going to grab something to eat, and then going to the temple to pray. That's his whole existence for like five months. And then I started getting migration waves. I get like two of them. They were small, though. And then I'm thinking, hey, everything's going well. We were cleaning up the dead. Things were starting to look up for the fortress. All we needed was a couple more migration waves. And then a vile force of darkness. Of course it did. And yes, at that point, the fortress actually died. So yeah, Hatchet Romances had a exciting, tragic, and um, and I'm not sure what I could have done to prevent it except not leave while the game's going. Oh, and also uh, not m- make sure that you have enough alcohol. That's another good one. Yeah. yeah. Thus falls Hatchet Romances. We'll get you every time. It goes quickly, you know. So I've got a new a new fortress. Can't remember what the name of it is, but I've got a new fortress that's in the same world that has been uh, spun up that will be the subject of the patron advertisement, which I like <sighs> those. I think those are fun to do. It's a sad tale. But, but, but you guys have any happy. have any exciting exciting uh, fortress stories to tell? I have been playing around with the idea of I I get really excited about bridging the continents. So if you can I saw that find some that are close enough together. Uh, so I I basically did one where I stretched the embark zone to this really long thin. Um, strip right and so there's like a tiny spit of land at the top and a tiny one at the bottom and um and so i was going to try to previously when i've done this i've built bridges the whole time Mm -hmm. um you know to just to kind of right to bridge the continents didn't think of it any way that i could do that this time i decided to tunnel down so i made these huge winding ramp that kind of goes down all the way underneath the ocean and then it winds its way back up and then i put a depot on but like a trade depot on the other side and it shows it as being fully accessible the whole way through. And so the trade depot comes and it comes into the fortress from the top and then goes down the ramp and all the way down to the bottom and then comes out on the other side on the other continent to the depot. So I think I bridged that. So I'm, I would also consider building a bridge on top though, because if your fortress falls, I don't know what the status of the depot would be. And I don't know what the status of your passageway underneath the mountain would be. Ah, yeah. A bridge might look to the game as a overland route mm. where a tunnel might not. That's true. Not sure. That's true. Have no idea how that would work. 
But that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, usually you should be able to check whether or not you can now send people to that continent. And if you can, that means it actually worked. Or so I heard. I've never done it myself. Yeah, you've been thinking about this for a while, right? Yeah, I've been wanting to do that for a while. And I'm pretty motivated to see if it'll work. And then I was going to try an adventurer mode and see if it lets me do it. So that's that. So far, it seems to be working, and I haven't been invaded, so very exciting. It's time for Memorial Gardens. Unfortunately, Logan Hastings, chief administrator of the Hatchet Romances Memorial Hall, has informed us that due to overwhelming popularity, the hall has ceased operation and will likely not be reopening. Administrator Hastings would like to also send final greetings from the many remaining ghosts of Hatchet Romances. Keenum Rosh. All right, moving on. So the most recent report that happens at the beginning of every month came in and they surprisingly noted that financial support has been in. If you look at the numbers, you can see them. It is a downward, uh, uh, gra- downward trending graph, I would say. So they went to the lengths, which they rarely ever do, of uh, basically putting out a little bit of an appeal for su- for financial support to Tarn and Zach. So everyone out there, I, I think that we would like to. I guess I'm speaking for all of us. Would like to encourage, if you can to go to bay12games.com and if you can give a few bucks through their Patreon or or I think they have a, a PayPal link and, uh, to help them through the end of this uh, this Steam Dev push, that would be great if you can do it. Yeah. Did I overstep my boundaries, guys? No. No, I think it's good. Okay. I mean, you know, it's yeah. a game that runs on donations and if the donations stop coming in, then the game can't be made. So I think that's pretty reasonable. I think it's been a really crappy time for people Right now, I think in the economy's not, you know, I think people are feeling a lot of the pinches. And so I, it's sad to see it kind of manifest itself here. It's also been a long time since there was a Dwarf Fortress release. So I always wonder, you know, does that I'm sure is part of it. Is there a fail, a fall off rather in, Mm -hmm. in that, you know, it's like, it's been years and, you know, it's going to be another probably year. So yeah, I, I hope that it's, hope that it's okay. I, you know. I would pre-order it if that were a problem. Don't get me wrong. I think that it's completely reasonable to drop support if, if you know, you know, we're in a pretty nasty economic time, as has seemed to be for the last twenty years. But yeah, it's totally reasonable to have the money dropping down because there hasn't been a release in since we started this podcast, basically. Mm-hmm. But the only reason that I really brought it up here was that it's possible that there are people who listen to this podcast that don't follow the dev notes and don't go to the Bay 12 game site and wouldn't know that they were doing the appeal. So I just kind of wanted to, to mention it here. Yeah, that's great. Yep. I think it's entirely possible. Some people haven't, don't know that that's a possibility. So great to get them a little bit more support. Good. All right. So I guess we're ready to get into the good stuff. Let's do it. <laughs> as, as Roland started to speak of a little bit, ago, I, I'd like to first uh, explain for those same people who, might not know that they were appealing for support. Some of our listeners may not know what Future of the Fortress is. So at the beginning of every month, the Bay 12 Games t- 
Tody and Zach will give a report. They'll talk about the financials. But also, Tody will spend some time to post answers to all of the questions that he gets. People can directly ask Tody questions in the Bay 12 forums. And this particular post has been running for years and years and years, and he does this every month. And they're big questions. I mean, they're, they're detailed questions, but it's called Future of the Fortress. So in the June Future of the Fortress, there was a question that referred to one of his dev notes that had posted earlier. And in the dev notes, he mentioned that the Z screen would be replaced by some mouse hover tooltips. So one of the users, I think his name, the username was Sue, S-U. One of the users uh, kind of asked a question and expressed concern with replacing keyboard navigation with tooltips and mouse navigation. And that user was uh, concerned that the keyboard would become a second-class citizen with Dwarf Fortress development. And Toady1 seemed to confirm this by leading the answer with, and this is a quote, that may be the case. So it's hard to read it any other way. Mm So after that, there was a little bit of very cordial and uh, and very very um, friendly, but there was a little bit of pushback from some users on the forums indicating that this was not what they understood to be the case, that they were surprised and concerned that a lot of the keyboard navigation would be replaced by mouse clicks. That said, Zach himself, who is the person who's been playtesting the, the Steam release, feels that it's gotten easier. And Zach is, of anybody, he is probably the most professional Dwarf Fortress player that there is. So, I mean, his job is to play Dwarf Fortress, right? Fair. So. Yeah, I... All right, discuss amongst yourselves. I had thought (laughs) that they were always going to leave the keyboard shortcuts in because I think that's what they said initially. So I'm totally aware that things change and that it might have been more complicated to do that than it sounded like when they started. So I I feel like that's okay. Like things happen and ultimately, you know, he does need to fix the interface and make it more accessible. Um, But, you know, I, I guess, you know, what, what impact does that have? And I'm kind of looking at some of the other replies right now and somebody says, you know, digging, 100 Z-level deep staircase with the mouse? No thanks. And then it goes on to say, intelligent people currently do it with the macro. Well, I guess I'm not intelligent. Um, I don't Me too. use I got macros. That too. Yeah. <laughs> I got that too. Sorry, sorry Patrick. <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot, apparently. I'm not intelligent. So I don't think that I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. That's one of those cases where, where the medium of communication that is the internet <laughs> yes. can sometimes not be the best and doesn't come off. <laughs> totally. Um, Totally. I'm quite sure he didn't mean to. That he's too, calling you know, everyone an saying idiot. Everyone who doesn't use macros is an idiot. A great way to solve yeah. this problem would be using macros. Well, I agree, but that's a tricky way for people that don't, you know, that don't don't really know or want to learn how to use that. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, you know, obviously aware that there would be workarounds, but I was like, oh wow, okay, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about. And are that. those macros? Are those DF hack things, or are they built into the game? Uh, I think it's DFAC. I know. Okay, oh, so. Well, then there you go. Sorry, Patrick. That's not going to work. Because um, I think it could be a while before DFAC comes back to life. Could be. I think that's yeah. going to be a big one. I mean, it's it, any sort of big update. It's it's going to take a long. toll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna take a toll on DFAC, which is fine. It's like it's a community run thing. Nobody needs to hold. You know, nobody needs to freak out. 
You know, I'm not so sure though. DF hack may still apply to the classic version. So yes, yes, probably. So, and and well, that's the question. We were talking. Yeah, we were we were talking earlier a little bit out of band. I am one of those people who is going to buy the Steam version. I'll play it for a while and stuff, but I suspect that I will buy the Steam version to support them and whatever anything else that they sell on Steam, I'll probably buy as well. <laughs> or actually, more likely, I'll do it on itch.io or itch.io or however you pronounce it. But that said, I will be also continuing to play the classic version, most likely, especially if it gets some of the gameplay updates, not UI, but the gameplay updates that the uh, that the Steam version gets. Yeah, so. I, I agree. I'm a day one buy on this thing anyway. Like, I was always going to support them. I would love it if, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, I would love it if the keyboard shortcuts worked and I'm still going to buy it. So, you know, uh, I totally understand that things change and the game's got to adapt to survive. Sure, that makes sense. I, You know, as long as it's still... I, I guess I look at it like this, like figuring the game out the first time was the hard part. Um, and I think if you're a self, one of the self-selecting people that manage that, whatever he's doing to change it isn't going to be insurmountable. It's going to be something that any and all of us will figure out and continue to use. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You talk about self-selecting. It is a self-selecting <laughs> group of people. Yeah. Yeah. This this kind of self-selecting group that will take the time to learn Dwarf Fortress also may be a little bit like me, and I this is a bit of a blanket statement, and I probably should, but perhaps the people who self-select to play Dwarf Fortress are also people who self-select to be a little resistant to change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's an investment of your time and brain power that went into kind of learning how the, you know, kind of crazy systems work and if if all of that changes it's just kind of you know it's something you're gonna have to go figure out again yeah i was running windows 2000 up to like 2009 (laughs) i was running windows xp until it until they stopped supporting that which was what 2014 i did not want to switch off of windows 7 and now if if I, i will not switch off of uh windows 10 well, I can't actually because my computer apparently won't support it because even though it's only three years old, it doesn't have the right UEFI. Oh, yeah, for Windows 11. Chip. Yeah, yeah that's 11, just patchable. So. Like, that's an easy. I, you could, I promise it, you could figure it out. Um, is it what you do? A, a, a firmware update on the BIOS no, or something? Or? There's more grounds for it. Like, if you, if you Google Drive, it's, it's, it is Windows 10 is working fine for me, so yeah, and eleven. You know, eleven is I guess, you know, what is it? The every other OS is the kind of one that Microsoft gets right. I hear Windows eleven's pretty good though. It's basically Windows ten with your uh with your docking panel in the middle. Yeah, it's got some shenanigans. Like it's little ads pop up here and there. I'm like, what's this? Oh, oh. god. Oh, oh, it's, oh god. god. No. Great. I didn't in- install Candy Crush. Uh, you know, it's that kind of crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, that like, was the kind of crap that I hated about Windows 8. And yeah, honestly, yeah. that's why Canonical got rightful pushback for uh, for Ubuntu. Um, whenever they went to the Unity, uh, the Unity desktop environment, where they were basically, your your operating system searches for programs would bring up Amazon ads. Ooh. Yeah, that was nasty. Oh, wow. Really, really got the mind, <laughs> mind cart 
into the caverns and into the second layer here. We, Sorry. It's really, it's my fault. I did it. We've really gone off track. Um, coming back. Yeah. yeah. So what do we say for our windows podcast, <laughs> <laughs> windows 11 talk. Um, I'm already bored. Uh, let's <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, uh, uh, ultimately I, I can add that I, I don't know how any programming works. Okay, I have to say that beforehand because I am the person in this podcast that PCs are like magic rocks to me. I can work with them, but only in like user interfaces. If we go beyond the actual program, I'm completely out. So I don't know how it works. It's a tool for you. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So I'm just talking out of my ass, but I would have actually expected that we keep the the keyboard stuff and then just get like mouse support on top, like the DF hack mouse support kind of stuff, you know, yeah. the lazy new pack mouse support. I assumed it would go slightly in that direction with added like buttons in your field of view, but apparently that's not the case. So I'm very... You know, I, I'm. I really don't know what I'm going to expect. Are we talking about like I have to click on on like a arrow down to to go down the Z level or something like that? That would that. not be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that... let's just say that criticizing it is is criticism on a very high level. Also, we already have the worst possible option to move a game and to like, you know, direct a game. <laughs> It's only keyboard. We're literally going the way of less resistance. We're getting mouse support. So going from only keyboard to only mouse is is like, it's so much easier. So we can learn it. Sure, it might, you know, it's a step in a different direction. We have to learn something new. But I believe that the people that I want to play Dwarf Fortress, all my friends that, you know, have resisted until now because of the controls, they will not have any problem with that. And that includes so many more people. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, there will some people that will be going like, oh no, I don't want to play this because, you know, no keyboard support. But honestly, in uh, like several months after the after the Steam release comes out, I bet there is already a mod that brings back the keyboard. Yeah, and I think, didn't we go through this whole thing where they were like, should we do mod support in Steam? And we were like, I mean, yeah, if you can, that'd be really cool. But if it's too hard, don't bother. And they were like, what are you, idiots? Of course, that only takes an afternoon. And I was like, okay, okay. I, just, I thought it was harder than that, which is why you ask. Yeah, so as long as we have mod support, that's cool. Like, somebody's mm-hmm. going to figure this out. Yeah, exactly. Roland, you said that uh, that we already have the worst possible interface, which is keyboard only. So that tells me that if you were a yes. programmer, you probably wouldn't use Vim. Oh, yeah, uh, see, I don't even know what that he is. Doesn't even know what that is. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a joke. That was a joke for, for Tony, actually. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's, and, it's a it's a way that so it's is basically a, Door Fortress, but for editing files on Linux. Oh God, yeah. Linux, yeah. Or, or Unix, yeah. because I first started using VI on Solaris. So exactly. we were talking about Unix. how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Unix. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still in. You know. I don't know. Um, 
I am encouraged by the fact that Zach seems to like it. Yeah, I am too. Mm-hmm. I think if if he's the one that plays the game, he's probably going to have less of a filter with Tarn than the Dwarf Fortress community. <laughs> you know, like, what do you mean by less of a filter? You know, it's like if your brother does something, you're probably going to feel pretty comfortable going, I don't like it, <laughs> you know, in a way that the community is probably going to be like, gotcha. so Tarn, have you considered the, you know what I mean? So I, I feel like yeah. Tarn's probably a harsher, I mean, Zach's probably a harsher critic. And is probably pretty clued into what the people playing it want. And so, yeah, if he can figure it out, yeah, I mean, sure, it would be cool if everything were left the same. But you're right, Roland. I think if we figured out how to do the worst possible way of playing the game. Then we uh, can figure out the mouse. Yeah, <laughs> we can figure out the mouse. We are going to figure out the mouse. It's not going to be a difficult thing. It's the more casual way, which is. You know, sure. good. It actually opens up the game for a lot more people. I completely agree. Yeah, I think it, if if it brings, um, if it brings more people in, that that's that's the intended goal here. The goal was to let more people play the game, not keep the twelve of us that play this game regularly happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like all of our listeners. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and if the point of this whole exercise is to get them a little bit of a financial uh, financial inflow, then yeah, you need to to open up the I guess the game to a bit more of a mass audience. Yeah, mm-hmm. precisely. Just hope that hope again that they can find a way to to not take away my shift greater than and shift less than for Z level navigation. No, that would be that good. has become freaking muscle memory. No, totally. That would be really useful to keep that. Even though I oftentimes will go to the help screen by accident by hitting shift question mark. I say shift question mark. It's just shift that key because that key is a question. Mark. Yeah, I do that a lot. I mean, these are the things that we just figure out. Well, I am so glad I have a, you know, like a European keyboard because my shift is right next to the less than, and there is nothing in the way that I can press that gets me into any other screen. Very nice. Really? Yeah. Byron would like to take this opportunity to welcome all hungry dwarves to the tavern The Fruit of Theaters, located on level two of the newly established hamlet of Boltstills. Grab some plump helmet or yak spleen-based cuisine and enjoy it with a nice mug of dwarven rum. That's the Fruit of Theaters, Bolt Still's first and only tavern. Tell them Byron sent you. Okay, so I think that uh, I think that I feel better now about the idea of potentially the situation, I guess I should say. Because I still don't want to lose the Z screen. That one, I guess it can be replaced with other things. But just the idea of not being able to hit my Z key to just quickly glance over <laughs> how many, you know, Axe Masters and how many, uh, that's not the word, Axe Masters? Uh, axe, legendary Axe Dwarves? Yeah. Yeah. And on the same screen, I can see how many Legendary Axe Dwarves I have and how many units of alcohol. Mm-hmm. So. I think you can see the units of alcohol now in your general overview. Like when you're playing the game, it, I think it's yeah. right there, including happiness, which is like, whoa, what? Hey, 
that brings up another question that I want to ask, and we will do it after I confirm that we are done with this topic. Okay. Anybody have anything else they want to add about the future of the fortress? And if you don't go over the future of the fortress, I encourage you to just at least take a look at it. Go to Beethovengames.com, click the Door Fortress link, and that will get you to the dev notes. And at the first of every month, and he's been doing this religiously since I've been playing the game, he will post a future of the fortress reply to every on every beginning of the month. So click the link there and go check it out. Because if you haven't seen it, it's nice occasionally to go through and hear what Tony one's thinking, especially since they don't seem to be doing the podcast anymore. He's very transparent. I suppose we could have them on. Come talk to us. Um, but it's so nice yeah. to have uh, the transparency. I from certainly them. don't want to ask him to be on before the, uh, before the, yeah, the like, release. Let's have him focus on the release. Because I think they're still. I'd rather wait for the the dust to settle. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather wait for, and I do want to ask him to be on again, him and Zach. But I'd rather wait for the dust to settle, and have all of the the you know the big time channels already have interviewed him, so that we can ask them things like, "What was it like to be the son of a sewage engineer?" Yeah, I I can actually add one thing that I found quite funny about the future of the fortress thing, which is he actually puts down like medical one, lots of mouse usage, uh, in particular, click, hold, scroll menus and the like, put strain on the tendons that can lead to chronic inflammation, which on the one hand, funny, on the other, so nice of him to actually realize that because I I get it a lot, especially when I work a lot or play a lot, then I I get it in my uh, mouse hand. So it's like, he thought of us. It's very nice. <laughs> in a previous job, before I realized that I prefer trackballs, at least part of the time, I was getting repetitive motion injuries from mouse use. I finally figured out, but it wasn't in my wrist. It was my shoulder. Mm. Oh, so mm. I would have problems with shoulder repetitive motion injury. And, and I lost a lot of range of motion in my, in my right shoulder until I figured out what was causing it. And in which case my wonderful wife did some physical therapy exercises with me. To help me get that range of motion back, but changing to a to a trackball at that time really alleviated it, so that I was using a trackball at the office and a, a mouse at home, and being able to switch it up really helped. Yeah, maybe I should do that. It's a good idea, actually. Yeah, a, a trackball is nice once you get used to it. I used the uh, there was a Logitech mouse that had a button on either side and a and a ball that sits on the, on the peak of it. And you use like your, your middle three fingers to, to, to move it. Now my trackball is a one that I use a thumb, your thumb to move the trackball. Okay. Okay. Interesting. You can get used to anything. There's That's problems true. with any of them though. Yeah. Uh, trackballs don't tend to do as well. Even with the ones who have mouse scroll built into them, it's not as natural as it is on a mouse. So scrolling through web pages isn't t- typically as easy with a trackball, but uh, but clicking and dragging and things like that certainly are. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think any UX UI stuff that they do is going to be something that we'll be able to kind of figure out and make work. I'm totally not worried about this. Uh, I do. I think I will miss the thing of like BWC, BWM. BWL, you know, like that remapping all those will probably take some time, but as long as you kind of 
are more thoughtful about what you're trying to do rather than just being like, tick, 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 tick. Oh uh, yeah. I I actually made a recording of me adding some bedrooms and I named the recording the sound of Dwarf Fortress. Click, <laughs> click, 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 some of the things might change in ways that feel less great, but I mean, getting that is great. Like I want my doors to sleep in dorms more because I hate the process of building bedrooms because it's such a pain in the butt. I really hope that there is not enough pushback and there wasn't in the, in the forums. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't, nothing was nasty or anything like that in the forums. I don't want to, to portray that at all, but I just want to hope that along with the financial issues that, that, that seem to be happening, uh, that they don't get discouraged by any negativity uh, in the community based on them going like, well, then, you know, we've been working for three freaking years on this. If yeah. anyone's going to be pissed off about it, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, I I mean... Don't want that. I think he's just going to go on and do his own thing. This feels like the kind of guy that's yeah. always done that because I think that's why he's a one-man shop, you know? Mm-hmm. It's his yeah. game, you know? Like, I think I like his vision. I like the game he's made, so I'm willing to trust that he's making decisions that are also going to be things that I like because he's got a great track record of doing things that I like. <laughs> you know, like I doubt, you know, he's not going to start shoving NFTs in this thing or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like oh, it's pretty hey, good. In this particular future of the fortress, there was an explicit confirmation that they are going to be releasing with a uh, before adventure mode's done. So. Okay. Yes, that is the thing. He yeah. said uh, two to one, everyone wanted them to do that, and they were fine with it. They think it's the right way to do it. Yeah, I, I think that's super, super, super. I wonder if it will be called early release. What do they call it with Steam? Is it early release? Early release, yeah. I think that's everything mm-hmm. that goes into Steam these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's all early release. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, it's always going to be early release, this game. He's not going to... We're not going to get a finished version, and I almost think it's like games that... I do feel bad for some game devs because it's really difficult to ship a finished game now because people expect that you're going to keep patching and adding more stuff to it. And like I was looking through Steam the other day and there's some game I bought a while ago and it's not perfect. It's okay. It kind of does what it says it was going to do. But a lot of the reviews are like, dead game, developer no longer updating. And it's like, well, he shipped a game, dude. He's working on something else now. (laughs) You know, like you can't expect people to pull the Tarn Adams and support the same game by continuing to make it better forever. So, you know, I think it's going to be early and I, I think that's just kind of the way a lot of this development stuff's kind of going these days. Yeah. Have you seen the, the latest release that, that Bethesda software did for uh, uh commander King goodbye galaxy? It's awesome, man. I don't know about that. That was a joke. Oh, uh, commander King goodbye galaxy predated doom. Yeah. I remember commander King from, Many years ago, platformer. Yeah, that's. Uh, is there some free yeah, to play this after Early, early in software. Yeah. yeah, that was slightly before my time. So, yeah. Commander Keen was great, though. Uh, yeah, if, yeah, check out. So, yeah, that was my favorite platformer. Dwarf Fortress plays great. a lot like games that came out in the in that era. That's true. Yeah, the music for it was great. That's it was happy music. It was also I had a Gravis game stick that yeah. that came shipped with uh, with Commander King Goodbye Galaxy. That's what he's going to announce next. He's going to announce joystick support for Dwarf Fortress. 
It's gonna. Oh, not just that. It's gonna be the Dwarf Fortress controller. <laughs> totally, he's gonna do his own Dwarf Fortress branded it's keyboard, a keyboard, which would be cool. <laughs> or now it's called the a mouse. Dwarf Fortress branded keyboard. Yeah, that would be great. Jack Dylan, patron of the Fierce Sanctuary, Temple of the Healing of Soldiers invites all dwarves to come meditate on the healing of soldiers and perhaps become one of the fortunate chosen. Patron Dylan would also like to solemnly announce that the artifact Applewood Toy Axe Rothlin Magic Moths is on display at the Fierce Sanctuary, located on level 4 of Bolt Stills. Alright, alright. What else do we um, got? Yeah, there was a question. Man, I wish that I could go back into the... Uh into the recording that we just made because Roland had said something that reminded me of something that I oh. wanted to ask and I can't remember what it was. Oh, The happiness bar? Yes, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Oh, having a happiness yeah. bar for the dwarves. There is a bar at the bottom of Dwarf Fortress now that I believe, is that a happiness bar? It says, has a H colon, then has a series of numbers. Like, Red zero, yellow zero, white six, blue one. You know what I'm talking about? It does. <laughs> talking about Pantone colors, the where you do the FF no, let me, zero uh, FF. Let me, or whatever. Oh my god! Don't tell me Go we always had a happiness bar and then never saw it. I think it's a DF hack thing. Let me. Uh, oh, oh that would explain it. But oh god, no! Okay, I feel well, stupid. Let me go ahead and start up. Let me go ahead and start up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys have a happiness bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I really feel like that. Like, excuse me? Somebody has a happiness bar? Okay, so I'm using Phoebus in this one, and I don't know if you folks have noticed, but Phoebus takes a long time for Dwarf Fortress to launch. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, which is weird. Why Phoebus and not other uh, tile sets take this long for it to launch? You know what? Well, we're doing take that. 45 seconds to a minute. One other hope that I have for this upcoming release is is that there's a native Mac version. So right now, the version that they're using predates the current Mac chipset architecture. And so that's a bummer because it, it has to run emulated. And, you know, definitely like the emulation's good, but it's still emulating and it would be awesome to have a native compiled client. Did he compile? Yeah, he did compile the Mac stuff. So um, someone's going to have to buy him or he can buy a M1 Mac, I guess. Yeah. Maybe he can help have somebody help him compile it or something. Because, like, if he wants to stay on the Apple ecosystem, I wouldn't doubt that they're going to drop Intel support in the next couple of years. Windows Shift S. And I'm now going to paste this into Podcast Insight. Okay. Look at your Discord. Oh, God. Oh, God. I think you're right. No way. What no, am I seeing? No. No, 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 no. Lower right-hand corner. The H zero 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 twenty zero zero. Oh, that thing! I, you know what? I've seen that. I've never understood that. That's hard. Oh, no. I think that might be a happiness bar. Oh because... no! <laughs> what is that? Yeah. What are those numbers? I, I think they're happiness. You got oh. zero. Oh God! No, they are. No. I. So what's the what's the one in the middle? Time? What's the white one? Or is it 20? red? Is I only have twenty tours. I only have twenty dwarves in my in my fortress. It's a brand new fortress, so they're all neutral at this point. Oh, is the blue red to green is happy. Blue red is to unhappy. green is happy. Yeah, White no, is just it's... like things are cool. Red is furious. Oh my god! Well, oh my god! We have a ha- happiness bar, and I've been just 
blind. Oh, All this time I just oh, totally ignored what that was. <laughs> How did we find that out? Oh no! I just I saw it. I, I figured it out. I've been wondering for ever since I've been playing. Is this DFX. one of those things that Clino Dev and Techgood are like guys? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh god! Hey, hey, fellas! Do I need to put the uh, the Picard facepalm meme on this episode? Yes, yeah, please. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. And it's also an awesome opportunity for both Clino Dev and Techgood to go, guys. Of course. So you know they've totally can come out and. This is oh for this one. God. It's, even it, knowing it's been they don't years. Know you didn't know it, guys. You guys didn't know that. Oh. None of us knew it. Not, oh, I, I kind of figured it out uh, whenever I was playing. Oh, what it was is whenever my Hatchet Romances Fortress died, and all of a sudden uh, there was dwarves that were in the unhappy state, the ones that were left. All the numbers were in the red. I was like, oh, huh, maybe. So yeah, cool. So is it? Glad I was able to point that out. Uh, I think it's DF hack. Cool. It doesn't happen whenever you whenever you are in a, a vanilla or without running DF hack. Okay, so it's a DF hack. Okay. Oh well, well I mean, I only play the real version. I don't play DF hacks. So of course, I never knew about uh, yeah. that. <laughs> sure. Oh man, it's been it's been years since I started this game, and I it's still... gonna be really useful. I'm gonna be really oh, happy to know that one. Well, Let me see. Well, happy to help. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, today was not a wasted podcast. Well, you know, it wasn't, it really it absolutely wasn't wasted anyway, because we very rarely have any opportunity to talk about any kind of thing that can be even remotely considered close to drama. This is an extremely undramatic community. Yeah. There was a little bit of consternation. Is that the right word for it? In the, in the, after the future of the fortress this month. So I thought that it was wise for us to get out there and tell everyone to relax. Yes. That's yes. True. That's not what I meant. I was, <laughs> I was actually uh, in the more in the camp of afraid whenever we started this podcast today. And now I feel much better about it. So yeah, thanks for being my therapist. Well, guys, <laughs> I hope everybody listening, feels a bit better about this because again, you figured out how to, play the absolute hardest version of this game that will ever exist and like we've shared today anything that's done is going to make it easier <laughs> so yeah if you've learned to use a keyboard you can also learn the mouse so i i'm okay with that i think we're i think we're in good i think we're going to be in good shape so i'm relaunching dwarf fortress here i turned df hack off with the paradaxis Arant starter pack which by the way i imported my fortress hatchet romances into the newest uh starter pack from paradexus around for windows and it imported flawlessly and i'm not getting any uh crashes so i put the jonathan thumbs up for this i think it's really seven of the paradexus around for fortress starter pack always a good one yep yep always good to see that always good to have it seamlessly pull in a, a previous save. And I hope that they're able to keep that going with the Steam release because it still does have a lot of really useful stuff. I mean, maybe we won't need it, but I doubt it. I still feel like there's aspects that would be useful to have in this. But Just because we don't need it doesn't mean we don't want it. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, I like I like copying Linux distros. I like copying tile sets. I like change. Mm-hmm. 
So I think it's fun to just see, play it one day with Iron Hand, play it one day with, with Phoebus, another day with Metlinger, right? I agree. Can't Again, agree. sitting here waiting for this thing to, to uh, oh, <laughs> I turned off DFX, so it doesn't, it isn't going to change to text will be text, so. Well, I guess we've got f- until fall. I think that's what he's saying is fall for the release, even though it seems like it's being spoken about, like it's more imminent. I think we still got another six months before we, before we're likely to see. I it. can confirm, the happiness gauge is not there when DF hack is turned on. Okay, perfect. So that's a ha- that's a DF hack thing. Wonderful. <sighs> yep. Still stupid, but okay. Yep, yeah, it's still well, been there the whole time. Do either of you? Yeah. Ever launched War Fortress without using VF hack? I don't really play it. We, uh, we did that yeah. thing. Do you use it, Roland? Um, I mean, currently, yes, because there hasn't been that much updates. But uh, I remember when the, the last update was out, I did not wait for uh, DF hack to get updated. So I downloaded the very first you know new update. That was quite buggy. And if I remember, had a lot of squad problems and squad bug fixes where you set them out and they never return. Uh, I played a long, long time with that and that was like pure vanilla Dwarf Fortress. I mean, if you use TWBT, you're using DF hack because mm-hmm. the, the TWBT yes. with dial sets uh, is a DF hack uh, utility or plugin or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else got anything they want to talk about at this point? I think we're good. I think we're good. Okay. Okay, everyone out there, happy fortressing, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. Hooray. See ya. This has been the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable Podcast. You can find all our past episodes at dfroundtable.com. Stop by and leave a message or suggestion in the comments section for this episode. While you're there, you can subscribe to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable or find us in the podcast service of your choice. You can find video content on our YouTube channel, and you can send us an email at urist at dfroundtable.com. That's U-R-I-S-T at dfroundtable.com. Please consider donating to the creators of Dwarf Fortress at bay12games.com. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can find us at patreon.com slash dfroundtable. This is a conversational podcast. All craft swordship is of the highest quality.